Thanks for checking out The Bridge Podcast, a ministry to St. Francis and the surrounding community. It's not a mistake you are here. We pray God speaks to you today. Service times are 9.30 and 11 a.m. Sunday mornings. Feel free to check us out at sfbridge.org. Have a life-giving week. Morning, everyone. I've been going to Life Church over 20 years, and Matthew and his family were there. Chris was there as a youth pastor, so my connections with your church are several. I've been here before. Thank you for having me back. Uh, again, As Matthew said, my name is Dr. Hal Baumshin. I'm a clinical psychologist. I run a counseling practice in Chanhassen, Minnesota. My wife, Jane, is not here with us today. And we've been married for 36 years. We live in Waconia, Minnesota. It's about uh, 60 miles from here this morning. Today we're going to talk about... uh, the book of James, a couple of passages, oh, a couple of verses out of chapter 3 about wisdom, and then some verses out of chapter 4 about quarreling, fighting, having your own way, selfishness, and we're going to talk about not being like that, but being people of peace. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to look into your word, to be people who are characterized by kindness, love, compassion, understanding, and patience. I pray, Lord, that when we interact with other people, we would be a blessing to them, that godly character would be our goal and our life. I thank you, Lord, that you demonstrated your love for us, even while we were yet sinners. I pray that we would listen to your word, take it to heart, and be transformed by it. In Jesus' name, amen. A man got caught stealing peaches, and he pled guilty and had to stand before the judge for sentencing. And the judge said, Sir... How many peaches were in that can? And the man replied, There were five peaches in the can, Your Honor. And the judge said, What I'm going to do is sentence you one week in jail for every peach in that can, five peaches, five weeks in jail. From the back of the courtroom, a woman raised her hand, the man's wife, and she said, May I say something, Your Honor? And the uh, judge said, yes, you may. And the man's wife said, your honor, my husband also stole a can of peas. (laughs) Have you ever been hurt by someone? Have you ever hurt someone? We're going to talk about that. Two kinds of wisdom, who is wise and understanding among you, let them show it by their good life and by deeds. 
Wisdom's an interesting thing. Knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit, and wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad. So the, there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Let me read a passage of Scripture from the book of James. If you have your Bible with you, you can follow along. I think we might have it also. Uh, chapter 4, verse 1, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Uh, when, when James is writing, as introduction here, um, James is the half-brother of Jesus, not to be confused with several other James in the Bible, including a disciple or two of Jesus, but James is the half-brother of Jesus, younger brother, of course, and James um, was not a believer at first, we're told that in the Gospels, but then later after the resurrection, James became a follower of Christ, a pillar of the church, and a leader of the church in Jerusalem. And he wrote one of the earlier books in the Bible called James after his name, and he is instructing believers in the Jerusalem community uh, how to live life. The first part of his book, uh, there's some theological matters in the book, but quickly he starts looking at practical matters, including how to live with one another. James 4, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you do not have, so you kill, you covet. But you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. And when you do ask God, you still don't get what you want because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think Scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us, but he gives us more grace. That's why Scripture says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. An old farmer took his nephew camping. Now this nephew was a brilliant man, five degrees, had an undergraduate degree, a couple of master's degree, a doctorate degree, just a very educated man. And the old farmer took his educated nephew and they went camping. That night they pitched the tent and quickly fell asleep. Well, after a few hours, the old farmer woke up his nephew and said, Wake up! Wake up! Look up! What do you see? And the nephew said, I see stars, hundreds, thousands of them. And the old farmer said, yes, but what does that mean to you? And the nephew said, well, astronomically, I would say that there are thousands of stars in the sky and maybe thousands, even millions of galaxies. And I would say, meteorologically speaking, the night is clear and the atmosphere is stable. 
And theologically, I would say that God is a wonderful, marvelous, awesome creator. Why? What does it mean to you, uncle? And the uncle said, it means somebody stole our tent. (laughs) There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. You can be really smart and kind of dumb at the same time, can't you? Being humble in heart. We're to be humble in heart, James tells us. Uh, what does that mean? That inside where nobody can see, you uh, don't have pride. You have humility inside where you put yourself second, not always thinking you need to be first. And we demonstrate humility with our own actions. We're able to do the things that look like we care about other people. Godly wisdom, James tells us, is peace-loving, considerate, submissive, and full of mercy. We are to sow in peace, James tells us. You ever get angry? You ever, are you ever around angry people? Angry people. Oftentimes when I teach on subjects like this, you'll be thinking in your mind, I wish somebody else was here to hear this about anger. wish my mother-in-law was here. Did you hear about the man who was struggling with his mother-in-law and for her birthday one year, he bought her a gift. He got her a cemetery plot. Then uh, the next year, he didn't buy her anything for her birthday, and his wife came and said, how come you didn't buy my mother a gift for her birthday? And the man said, she didn't use what I gave her last year. (laughs) Yeah, we get angry with people, we're upset with them, frustrated, maybe you fly off the handle, maybe somebody has treated you with disrespect. We often want these good things for somebody else. You want them for your mother-in-law. You want her to hear this message. Reminds me of a man who went to the dentist. How much to pull a tooth, the man asked the dentist. The dentist said $750. To pull a tooth? Are you kidding me? Uh, Is there any way, sir, that you could do it for less? Yes, I could have my associate do it for $500. Oh, that's a... Better price, but I'm sorry, is there any way you could do it for less? And the dentist said, yes, I could have my associate do it without any anesthesia, no Novocaine, and we could do it for $200. Oh, that's a good price, but is there any way you could do it for less? Now the dentist was frustrated, and he said, yes, I can have my receptionist do it in the waiting room with a rusty pair of pliers with no Novocaine or any anesthesia, and we can do it for 35 bucks. The man said, oh, thank you, sir. That's a terrific price. I would like to make an appointment for my wife. Everybody wants a good deal for somebody else, but this is for us. This is for me to listen to. Actually, I have a true story. I went to, I've done some dental work in India. I've been to India 18 times. And uh, when I was there, had a tooth that was bothering me, and I thought I could get dental care at a cheaper price, which was, of course was true. And uh, my host, Isaac Monogram, took me to 
a cousin of his second cousin, and she was a dentist. And uh, so uh, I was talking to her, and she said, we're going to be able to pull it. not going to have to do surgery. It's going to be extracted pretty easily. Uh, come back tomorrow. So I came back. And when I was in the chair, just to be kind of funny, because I like to be funny, uh, and to set her at ease and maybe me, I said, hey, could you use a lot of Novocaine? Uh, and because I don't want to do a lot of screaming and bother the staff. And she said, oh, don't worry about the staff. They're used to the screaming. <laughs> You're not helping me here, ma'am. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires at battle within? Who is James referring to here? Who is he referring to? He is referring, can you give me another screen? He's referring to you. He's not talking to me, thankfully. He's talking to you. He's uh, really happy about that when I read that. <laughs> James is definitely referring to you. Uh, what causes quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from your desires at battle within you? I'll tell you what causes fights and quarrels. What he's getting at here is your own sense, my own sense of selfishness. I'm not getting what I want the way I want it, and when I want it, now I'm ticked. It's interesting when he says, the quarrels and fights that you have come from your desires that battle within you. I didn't think that's where quarrels and fights came from. I thought quarrels and fights came from slow drivers on the road and somebody burnt my toast and these prices are too high and the clerk in the store is moving too slow. I thought that's where quarrels and fights came from. I thought they came from Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton and I'm not getting what I want and taxes are too high. I thought that's what quarrels and fights came from. And James says, that's not where quarrels and fights come from. Quarrels and fights come from your desires within you, that battle within you. It's all about you. It's what's happening inside of you. It's not what's happening externally. It's not situations, circumstances, or other people that cause fights and quarrels. It, it's what's happening inside of you. And so if you wanted to extinguish the quarrels and the fights, if you wanted to reduce quarrels and fights, if you wanted to eliminate quarrels and fights, you'd have to do something inside of you. You're not going to fix it out there. It isn't happening out there. It's happening inside of you. Therefore, the solution is inside of you. Anger is a feeling or an emotion. Everybody gets angry. Even God gets angry. The wrath of our God abides forever. It's ticked off all the time. Everybody gets angry, even God. And aggression is an action that comes out of the feeling of anger. So aggression is the action that comes out of being angry. And so could you be aggressive? You, slamming doors and drawers, yelling, screaming, swearing, name-calling, belittling somebody. Those are aggressive actions that come out of anger. Now, could you be angry and not be aggressive? The Bible says, be angry and don't sin. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. It's getting pretty close to saying you can be angry without being aggressive. 
Be angry and don't sin. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. My wife and I have been married 36 years. When we got married, we looked at this verse and we made a commitment to each other never to go to bed angry with one another. Now, today is Sunday, so the last time I slept was Thursday. (laughs) No, it doesn't really mean stay up and fight. It means get rid of your anger quickly. Anger is a result of perceiving your goal as blocked. Heather could give me $20. She has it, but she won't do it. Now, because she could do it, but she won't, now I'm angry because my goal of getting $20 from Heather is blocked. You're blocking my goal. I'm not getting what I want the way I want it. Angry people can be difficult to work with, can't they? A hot-tempered man must pay the penalty, the Bible says. If you rescue a hot-tempered man, you'll only have to do it again. Sometimes we make excuses for the hot-tempered man. But if you do that, if you don't let the hot-tempered man suffer the consequences of his own rage, you'll only have to rescue him again, the Bible says. Anger is a result of perceiving my goal as blocked. I'm not getting what I want the way I want it. Angry people often blame others for their anger. Um, the, The epitome of that for me is I wouldn't have to yell at you if you weren't so doggone stupid. I don't have an anger problem. You have a stupidity problem. You get that looked at, we're going to be good here. Angry people often blame others. They don't take responsibility for their own emotions. They blame it on situations and circumstances. You make me so angry. Traffic is making me frustrated. These taxes I have to pay irritate me like crazy. We blame other people, other situations for our own anger. Being rejected, misunderstood, mistreated, unwanted, disapproved of, Useless, all of those, feeling useless, all of those make you feel angry. I was in uh, McDonald's one time, and um, I walk into the restaurant, and I'm the only person in the entire restaurant. I go up to the counter, and I ask for a cup of coffee. Welcome to McDonald's. How may I help you? I said, I'd like a cup of coffee. He said, small, medium, or large. When I say medium, from the, that point, for the next 10 minutes, everything like goes into some kind of time warp and turns into slow motion. We're out. <laughs> Son, can you make another pot for me? So he's struggling. He can't find the filters. He finds the filters. He can't get it in the basket. He gets it in the basket. He can't find a little packet of coffee. He finds a coffee packet, but he can't get it open. He's struggling. He's struggling. He can't tear it. He can't get it open. He doesn't have a scissor. I'm like, son, bring it. Carry it to it. No, it's okay. Bring it to me. No, 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 it's fine. No, no, it's okay. Just bring it to me. Bring it to me. No, 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 bring it. 
So he brings it over to me, and I tear it open. Um, but I don't want to embarrass him, so I don't rip the whole corner off. I just kind of get it started for him. But then he, like a salt shaker with one hole, he's trying to get that. This goes on for eight more minutes. I'm so frustrated with him because he's blocking my goal. I want to jump over the counter, make my own coffee, and beat him to death with the French fryer basket. Be, because he's blocking my goal. I'm not getting what I want the way I want it when I want it, and I'm ticked. Now, there's several reasons why I don't jump over and beat him to death with the French fryer basket and make my own coffee. Chief among those, but not the only, chief among those reasons is I don't want to read in the newspaper, psychologist goes berserk, kills child. <laughs> but probably even more important than that is my goal is actually, my goal in life is to not get a cup of coffee in McDonald's in less than 90 seconds. My goal is not to get a cup of coffee in less than five minutes. That's not my goal. My goal is to be kind, patient, and understanding whether I get a cup of coffee or not. Whether it takes 90 seconds or five minutes or I never get one. Uh, I'm not going to let a 16-year-old kid change or manipulate or determine my goal. I'm going to determine my goal. I'm not going to give him power to block my goal. He can block my goal if my goal is to get coffee in less than 90 seconds. So you have to be careful how you frame your goal. What is your goal? I want to have a peaceful meal with my wife and two adult daughters and their husbands tonight at 7 o'clock. Sounds like a nice goal. Who can block that? Traffic, weather, either one of the two daughters, their husbands, their children, somebody gets sick. All of those things, even Hillary Clinton, I'm not sure how, can block that, <laughs> can block that goal. Now I've got my goal dependent and contingent on somebody else that I don't have control of. I have my goal dependent on a situation that I can't completely control. I don't want that. My goal is to be kind and patient, loving father, good husband, whether we have a meal together or not. Uh, and I hope we do. So that's a desire, but not a goal. A desire is something that's good, but it's dependent on other people and other situations. God even says it this way, I desire that all would come to repentance and a knowledge of the truth. Will everybody come? No. Is God sitting in heaven frustrated, upset, because his goal is blocked by somebody who won't receive him? No. He desires them to come. He isn't going to control it or manipulate it. It's free will. I desire a peaceful meal. Uh, but my goal is to be kind. It's something that I can control. I can control being kind. I can't control somebody coming to my house. Often we try to get other people to do what we want. What causes quarrels and fights among you? You want what you want, the way you want it, when you want it. You even pray, but you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. How are we to pray? We're to pray for kindness, wisdom, compassion, understanding, and patience. I can choose to be kind and understanding, respectful, and diligent. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. 
Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.